0: Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. And in just a few moments, our lead pastor, Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, we hope that these few minutes will help you to stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus and also to encourage you to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And I am here right now with our lead pastor, Tommy Metter, and we just want to give you a little bit of an introduction as to why we're doing the podcast and uh, what we want to accomplish with this. So, Pastor Tommy, you take it and kind of fill us in.
1: All right, Trey, thank you so much. Yeah, we're looking forward to this time with you on a regular basis just to give you some additional information, additional help, uh, because we really want to. The heart of our church is we want to help people connect faith to life. And that's what we want from this podcast is to help you connect faith to life. And so uh, most weeks when you hear this podcast, you'll hear us recapping uh, the sermon from the past Sunday, just giving you a little more information, a little more application uh, something a bit more practical for you to hang on to and to apply to your life. We want to help you understand the word of God. We want to help you connect faith to life. And so that's what this is all about. And sometimes you'll hear an interview, like uh, our next podcast, we're planning on having an interview with one of our staff members. Sometimes we'll try to interview some people in our community, just in an attempt to see what God is doing in the lives of others and to help you, again, connect faith to life. That's what this all is all about. And so I hope that you will tune in to each podcast and listen and be blessed by it.
0: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this and I'm especially looking forward to this next book. Book of Acts has always been one of my uh, joys to read. It uh, gives me a handbook on, uh, I feel like, how we're to build the church and what we're to do with the church. And I think today, uh, why don't we talk something about, uh, let's use five facts about Acts. You You can keep it to five and we can try to figure out what Acts is all about. That, uh, that be
1: hey, before we get into that, Trey, yeah. um, you served as a pastor for, what, 5,000 years? It was a long time. How long did you serve as a pastor? <laughs> uh,
0: I was a senior pastor from uh, 1993 uh, till uh, 19, uh, 2018, so whatever that equals, 21 years. I was also associate pastor. Assistant Pastors, youth pastors, ministers of worship, and other things throughout the years. So, so I, I've served about forty years, years including missions. So.
1: Nice, nice, nice. So in your time as a pastor, um, did you ever preach through the Book of Acts?
0: I did. I did uh, more than once, actually. Really, uh, really. It was a really good book. It, it, it. Uh, I just felt like it was like the handbook. What are we supposed to be doing? Uh, give us an idea what what uh, the expectation of God is on the church and. Uh, you know, we, we used it a lot and used it as a handbook often.
1: Yeah. So um, this is, I've been in minister for 15 years now, pastoring for 15 years. And this will be my very first time, starting this Sunday at Northwood, no, my it's very awesome. first time preaching all the way through the book of Acts. I've taught from Acts. I've did, uh, you know, just standalone sermons here and there yep. from Acts on different topics and different stories in the book of Acts. But this will be my first time preaching all the way through Acts, and I am excited about it.
0: Well, I'm excited too. I love the book of Acts, so it's going to be awesome.
1: I just want to remind people why we're doing what we're doing as far as preaching through the book of Acts. So at Northwood, uh, our practice is to preach through books of the Bible. Like we just finished this past Sunday going through uh, the letter that James wrote. Uh, Last year, we went all the way through the Gospel of Mark. We took about a year and went through Mark's Gospel. Hey, Trey, as a pastor for 25 years, why is it so important that we go through books of the Bible as a congregation?
0: Well, the main reason is because we don't want to. Uh, we want to give our people access to the book as it was written, mm. not uh, what our personal opinion is. And I think as we do what we call expository preaching, the whole idea is that we get a better idea of what the context of that scripture is, and uh, gives a much better foundation when you do expository preaching. Occasionally, subject, subje- uh, doing a subject is okay, but I just uh, think. This is where we get the foundation. helps people understand as we read, we can understand, and the Word of God builds upon itself.
1: Yeah, so people are transformed. People grow in their walk with Jesus as they are exposed to the Word of God, right? Mm. The Word does the work. Uh, The Spirit applies the Word to people's hearts and lives, and people are changed as they study the Bible, right? And so it's just really important for us at Northwood that we help people to have a good understanding of the Word of God, not just so they might have a better knowledge of God. I mean, we certainly want people to have a better knowledge of God, uh, but so they'll be transformed through that knowledge of God, right? So, so key passage yes. of Scripture is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. When, when Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete... Equipped for every good work. And so Paul told Timothy, the way that you are going to become equipped or complete and the way that your people are going to become complete is through what? The Word of God. And so we take exactly. that seriously Northwood, We help people to understand the Bible uh, in our Sunday morning worship services, in our life connection groups, discipleship groups. We're all about helping people to get into the Word and stay in the Word because that's how they become complete.
0: Exactly. I think, you know, the Old Testament model of line upon line, precept upon precept and the idea to be able to build uh, from the word of God over the over the time period of preaching uh, through a book Hmm. gives you much better access to what God's intention is and what he how he expects us to obey. And uh, expository preaching does so much that I think you can't do uh, and just uh, subject preaching. So I'm. Agreed, uh, agreed. this is where we go.
1: All right. So we chased that rabbit trail for just a moment. Let's get back to Acts.
0: All righty. Well, let's look at these five facts about Acts and uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. The first thing I think that we need to look at is, uh, that the book of Acts is actually part two, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. Uh, so what we know is that, um, Acts was written by Luke. Hey, quick quiz for you, Trey was Luke an apostle.
0: He was not.
1: No, he was not an apostle. So we have four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, Matthew was an apostle. John was an apostle. Mark was not an apostle, but but we assume uh, that he was really close with Peter. And mm-hmm. so we assume that when Mark gives his uh, a representation of what happened with the life and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus, he's giving us what Peter told him. And so he had a very close association with Peter. Uh, Luke uh, was not an apostle, uh, but what we'll see in the book of Acts as we journey on in Acts is that Luke was actually a travel companion of Paul. And the so um, Paul obviously learned from uh, the other apostles and relayed some of that stuff to, to Luke. Luke witnessed a lot of these things that we're going to study in the book of Acts, uh, mm-hmm. and Luke researched this very well. In fact, when you go over to the um, first chapter of the gospel, of Luke, he talks about how he diligently researched mm-hmm. and studied and, and talked with eyewitnesses, and has recorded this gospel to give us an accurate account of the life and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus. And so, when you get to uh, the book of Acts, uh, Acts is part two, right? And so, Acts is not a standalone work; it is meant to be read alongside of of Luke. And so, it's the Gospel of Luke. It's the you know part two in the sequel, if you will. And and so uh, he. Addresses in Acts chapter one this man named Theophilus. You've heard that name before, right, Trey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Theophilus, sure. we don't know exactly who Theophilus was. Uh, that might not have been his real name. That might have just been a code name. Uh, Theophilus, it literally means uh, lover of God. Mm-hmm. And so he could have been a guy that uh, Luke was pro- tr- probably trying to protect his identity. Uh, and and uh, Theophilus um, perhaps was someone who was financing the work, that was giving uh, Luke the, the finances he needed to be able to, to research and write and to uh, produce the gospel of Luke and Acts as well. And so when we study Acts, when we read Acts, we just need to keep in mind that this really is part two. And you're going to have a much greater understanding of Acts if you read it alongside of Luke and you get mm-hmm. the whole story, right? This is not a separate story from the Gospels. This is a continuation of what Luke started writing about in the Gospel of Luke. And so, yeah, real significant. It's not part one, it's part two.
0: And that's why when I read the New Testament, I like to read Luke and then jump to Acts. I don't go to Luke, John, Acts. I jump straight into Acts. There you go. That's good. It that's helps good. me immensely. That's good. All righty. Uh, how about this, this fact? It's not really the Acts of the Apostles, is it?
1: No, no. So if you're you know, looking in your Bible right now, Trey, at the top of the page in Acts chapter 1, it says what? The- you got your Bible open?
0: I do not, but I'm trying to get it open. (laughs)
1: It's all good. I'll tell you what mine says at the top page, and probably yours says the very same thing. It says the Acts of the Apostles. That's what it says. And so looking at that, uh, you would assume that Acts is all about the Apostles, right? The 12 Apostles. Uh, But what's interesting is that when you read through Acts, you don't really see much of the Apostles, do you, Trey? No, you don't. No, no. In fact... Actually, you don't
0: see much at all.
1: No, you see two individuals highlighted the most. You see Peter in the first part of Acts. Uh, uh, Luke talks a lot about Peter and his role in the early church and how foundational he was uh, seeing the church birth. And then uh, as you get to, to the latter part of Acts, you see the story really focusing in on Paul. And so... Uh, to call it Acts of the Apostles and really is a little bit uh, misleading because it's not about all the apostles. You have two people who are dominant in the storyline, uh, Peter and Paul. And then you read stories about all kinds of other people as well, uh, Stephen and, and Philip and others who weren't even apostles at all. And, so, so, and really, if you think about it, the apostles, the Twelve, they fade into the background. You just don't see much about them in this particular book. But since the second century... We've referred to it as Acts of the Apostle,
0: but... And I find that I find that in my study Bible doesn't even say Acts of the Apostles, so...
1: What does it say, just Acts?
0: It just says Acts, that's uh, it, so how about I guess that? we're supposed to read into it. Yeah, yeah,
1: so mine says Acts of the Apostles, a lot of Bibles probably do, uh, but I know since the second century we've called it Acts of the Apostle, but it would probably be, probably be better titled acts of Jesus or acts of the Holy Spirit, because that's really what you see in the book of Acts, isn't it? You see a continuation again of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see Jesus at work through his people. You see the Holy Spirit empowering people for the ministry that, that he has for them to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so this really is a book about not Peter, not Paul, nor any of the other apostles or other figures in Acts. This is a book all about the Holy Spirit and His work through His people to make the name of God known throughout the nations.
0: I think that is so critical for us to understand because really, and I think one thing when you were talking about that, really what we're trying to do is we're releasing the, the ministry and the, the mission to the church. That's right. And that's what Acts is doing. It's getting away from the apostles and moving to the church.
1: That's right. That's right. You have the
0: story of Philip and you have the story of of some of the other uh, men of God that uh, are not apostles at all. Mm. So that's incredible to think about. Um, You know, I think uh, we use so much of this when it comes to church history and we, uh, having taken church history multiple times, um, I, I want to make sure that we make, Uh, deal with number three that uh, we've come up with, and that is that the book of Acts is really more than church history or history.
1: That's right. That's right. It certainly is history. We go to the book of Acts to discover how the church was birthed and what happened in those early days as Uh, the followers of Jesus are now without the physical presence of Jesus and how now they're relying on the spirit of God at work in them and through them. And so it's a fascinating story, right? It's a story uh, that that is our history as a church. And we should come back to Acts often and and, uh, reteach ourselves the story of Mm -hmm. our beginning. It's a powerful story. But I like to think of Acts more in this way, more than being our um, story or our history, Acts, it's our marching orders. Because you look at Acts 1-8, and this is masterful how Luke does this, right? So so we'll look actually this Sunday in Sunday's message, we'll look at Acts 1-8 in in great detail. But in Acts 1-8, this is what the Bible says but you will actually you know Jesus says these words uh, but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth and and so so that verse uh, that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria to the ends of the earth it really does become the outline of the book of Acts. And so it's mm. masterful how Luke does this, right? He he starts in Jerusalem and tells us what happens in Jerusalem. Then once you get to Acts chapter 6 and 7, we begin to see uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ begin to move outside of Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria. And then when Paul has his conversion experience on the Damascus Road and to the end of the book, we see how the gospel then moves forward outside of the region and into uh, the world at, at, at large, right? And so So what Luke does in Acts 1-8, he gives us an outline. He tells us where the story is going. And what we understand is that Acts 1-8 is just not the marching orders of the apostles that saw Jesus ascend into heaven. This verse, it is the marching orders of the church today, right? So when we read Acts, we don't necessarily read it as, as historians, we read Acts as soldiers, mm-hmm. soldiers wow. ready to go into the battle for the sake of the kingdom, knowing that we already have victory in Christ. And we go as soldiers proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and, and, and conquering the enemy through the power of the gospel. And so we read the book as soldiers and Acts is our marching orders. We're going just like you know the apostles to the end of the earth with the life-changing message of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ.
0: Do you think it's appropriate for us to, as the church, when I've heard so many preachers, and you probably have too, and you probably said it, that our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, our, you know, and then to the uttermost parts, is it is it appropriate for us to to make that leap to say that this is our Jerusalem? Or do we have to keep it in the context of Jerusalem of, of ancient days? I think it's a both,
1: uh, both and, right? So I think when we, we are studying Acts, we want to see... Uh again, the history of it and how the church expanded from Jerusalem out to Judea and Samaria and then ultimately to the ends of the earth. Uh And, and on, on the flip side of that, I, I think it is, you know, good for us to think about, you know, our own backyard and how we do missions here and know that mm-hmm. the end goal isn't just to stay in our Jerusalem, if you will, for us, not only in our North Charleston, but we want to see the gospel expand wherever God leads us throughout this world. And so I don't think it's, you know, Unhelpful to think in that way. But I think at the same time, we certainly want to see the natural flow of the text yeah. and understand the storyline of scripture and see how the gospel moves forward through literal Jerusalem back in the first century mm-hmm. to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But I do think it's probably helpful for us in our context to think as a church, as believers, about how that works uh, in, in our context. That we want to have an eye on our community, we want to have an eye on our region, and ultimately we want to have an eye on our world. We want to be involved wherever God allows us to be for the sake of the gospel.
0: Good point. Good point. You know, now I I will confess here a little bit of confession. I just finished the book of Acts and I will tell you, it leads right into number four. uh, The the fourth fact about Acts. Uh, I've never liked the ending of Acts. You know, I just don't feel like it has a good ending. Yeah. So,
1: So recap us. What's the ending?
0: Uh, Paul's in prison, you know, and uh, it says that the gospel is going out from his little uh, his little uh, hotel room prison area where he is, and that's about it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's well, very, is it, uh, it's a
1: cliffhanger, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. He does, he does you don't know. know what goes on after that.
1: What happens to Paul? Right? I mean, does he does he die? Does he get released? I mean, what what takes place? I mean, we we don't know. It, it just kind of ends. Chapter mm-hmm. eight. That's the end of the story. We know that he appealed to Caesar, right? He was arrested, and he would, would be was in Caesarea, and then he, he shipwrecked, and ultimately ends up in Rome. And then he's in kind of house arrest there, uh, there for two years. And while he's there, the gospel does go forward in Rome, right? And so, so in a, in a <laughs> sense, Acts one eight, we see it fulfilled by the end of the book because Paul is in Rome. He's not in Jerusalem. He's not in yep. Judea or Samaria. He's to the ends of the earth, if you will, he's in Rome. But we know also that Paul wanted to go further than that, right? I mean, when he wrote to the church at Rome uh, in in, in the, the end of that letter, he said, listen, I want to go to Spain. I want to mm-hmm. go to Spain and That's I want right. you to help me, right? And when I come to see you in Rome, I mean, I want you to give me a love offering to help me to get there, right? Because <laughs> he has, he has uh, his eyes on Spain and we just don't know. Did he get there? We don't know. We we there's some assumptions, right? Some say he might have, some say he might not have. We just don't know the end of the story. And there's all kinds of speculation as to why we don't know the end of the story. Right. Uh, I've read uh, some commentators say that maybe Luke died unexpectedly and he didn't get to finish the book. Right. And so uh, Mm -hmm. we just don't know why we have this particular ending, but in the providence of God, this is the ending that the spirit of God wants us to have to the book of Acts. Right. We've got to trust that. And I think uh, just in my little brain uh, that maybe, you know, One of the reasons why Acts ends so abruptly is to remind us that really the story isn't about Paul anyway. Mm. It's not about Paul. It's not about Peter. It's not about the apostles. It's about the gospel of Jesus going forward. It's about the Holy Spirit. And so maybe we're left with a cliffhanger because we, as the church today, are living in Acts 29. We're the rest of the story. We're the continuation of, uh, of the book of Acts, if you will. And so maybe the cliffhanger is there just as a subtle reminder to us that we're now the ones living out uh, the, 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 the commission that Jesus gave his disciples in Acts one eight, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. So that's my tooth and sense worth. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but that's what I think.
0: Well, I think we certainly, <laughs> the application makes it much uh, more palatable, I think, to come to the end of the book and have that knowing that we are it's our, it's our story, and that leads to the fifth fact because the book of Acts is Jesus' story. This is number five, and it's also our story.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So remember what we said. We said that the Acts really is the sequel to the gospel of Luke, right? And so we, we know that Luke's gospel is all about Jesus, about his life and his ministry, the miracles, and also the suffering that he experienced, being rejected by his own family and being rejected by religious leaders and ultimately being rejected by most everybody and dying, you know, criminal's death on a cross before rising from the dead three days later. And so, so the gospel of Luke is certainly Jesus' story, but so is the book of Acts, right? Mm. The book of Acts, like we said, it's the story of Jesus as well, empowering his... Followers to be on mission in the world in which they lived, and so Acts is the story of Jesus. It's the continuation of his story, right? Um, but it's also our story. I, I, I've got a great book on the Book of Acts written by a professor I had in seminary, Gerald Stevens, and it's a very, very helpful book. And he simply said in the book that you know what has happened in Acts is that Jesus's story, the story of Jesus has become our story. Wow, yeah. That's profound because think about it, right? If you read through the Gospels, what do you see in the life of Jesus? You see all kinds of things. You see uh, just great victories. I mean, thousands of people gathering to hear him teach and preach. People being healed of sickness and and, um, freed from demon possession. You see all these great victories in the Gospels. You also see... Struggles, right? You see the rejection that he experiences from his own family. You see how the Pharisees and the Sadducees constantly question him. Ultimately, you see, you know, his death on the cross—the the ultimate um, uh, struggle, if you will—the the ultimate act of persecution against our Lord as he died at the hands of, of sinful men. And, and so, you see all this taking place in Luke's Gospel and in the other Gospels as well. And then you get to the Acts. And you see this story in some ways repeated in the lives of the followers of Jesus, right? Now, obviously, you you don't see the the crucifixion in the sense that the apostles died, uh, Mm. even were martyred for the faith, but they don't die a substitutionary death like Jesus did. Only Jesus does that, right? But what you do see is what you saw in the book of Luke, that there's victories in the book of Acts. Just like Jesus experienced victories, so do the disciples. When you have Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit comes and and indwells his believers. I mean, there can be thousands of people who gather and give their lives to Jesus, right? And you see these large crowds and the growing of the church in the book of Acts. And so you see, again, kind of a continuation of the victories that you saw in the gospel of Luke. You see um, people being healed and demons being cast out, just like you saw in the gospel of Luke. Now, it's it's happening again. Jesus' story has become the story of the church, right? And then you also see the opposition. You see uh, Mm -hmm. believers in Jesus being persecuted and suffering. And you even see, you know followers of jesus being put to death because of their faith and so jesus's story becomes their stories and 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 their story just like the story of jesus it's full of ups and downs right there's victories and there's what seems like defeats it's just up and down until ultimately we know that the end of the story the ultimate victory that because of our faith in the death and resurrection of jesus there's ultimate victory that we will be with him forever and so the story of, of, of Jesus becomes, in the book of Acts, the story of the apostles and the followers of Jesus. And here we are 2,000 years later, and this story of Jesus, it's still the story of the church. It's our story. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like I, Jesus, you know, we go through our uh, seasons of victories. Seasons of sufferings, and we know that there is ultimate victory. And so, you know, I think about as a pastor and, and leading a church, we shouldn't be surprised at the opposition, right? Mm. Our Lord experienced it. We shouldn't be surprised when we see miracles because our Lord promised us that we would see even greater works, right? And That's so, right. uh, Jesus' story, it has become our story. And it's a story of, of uh, persecution, it's a story of opposition, but it's also a story of ultimate victory in the death and the resurrection of Jesus.
0: So in a way, and, and it was interesting that you brought that up. I was thinking that exact same thing, that Jesus promised that we would have persecution. We see the persecution in Acts. Jesus promised we would do greater works, and we see these incredible works taking place in the book of Acts. Yeah. And so um, I just think it's important that we, we, again, going back to point number one, it's part two, that we can't separate what, what Jesus did in, you know, in the Gospels in Acts, uh, because what he did was uh, so interlinked with what goes on in the church, and it's just proof uh, that he is alive in his church. So,
1: exactly, very right. good. Exactly right. It's a powerful book, and I cannot wait to start studying the book of Acts this Sunday morning at Northwood Baptist right here in North Charleston. And so if you are listening and you are a part of our faith family in North Charleston, I can't wait to see you Sunday. I hope you're excited about the book of Acts and I hope that you will join us this Sunday as we begin this incredible journey together. If you're not a part of the Northwood Baptist family. If you're not in the North Charleston area, if you know maybe a, a friend turns you on to this podcast, you can always go to our website, northwoodbaptist.com, and catch up on our messages each week. Or you can go to Facebook and find our, our Facebook page, Northwood Baptist Church. And we live stream every Sunday on Facebook and on YouTube. So you can uh, keep up with us on the journey, and I hope that you will, and I hope that you will join us weekly for these conversations so we kind of reflect a bit and think a little bit deeper about the message and about Acts and and however else God leads us in the days ahead. And, 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 uh, before we end this up, Trey, uh, if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can have a content delivered to your device every single week. And if you really like what you hear, leave us a review and share this with your friends. That's all I got, Trey, what you got as we close on out.
0: No, that's great. It's been a, it's been an incredible first uh, podcast. I'm looking forward to what God has for us in the Book of Acts, and uh, I would just reiterate, uh, you, please take the opportunity and the time to to join us uh, on this journey as we. Uh, do this podcast on, uh, I think we're going to try to do it weekly, right, Pastor? We're going to
1: try our best, yes,
0: sir. And uh, as we do it weekly, as soon as one comes up, uh, you'll be notified that uh, we've got a new podcast. So make sure you join and uh, make sure you tell your friends as well. So we look forward to uh, doing all that together. Well, it's been a great uh, few minutes here together, and I hope that it has just expanded your view on the book of Acts and hopefully will help you as we jump into the Book of Acts starting this Sunday at Northwood Baptist Church. We have two services, 9, 30, and 11. We'd love to see you at one or the other. And uh, come up, see either one of us. We'd love to chat too. God bless you. Have a great day. And may God use you as God you serve
1: you. Take care.